Tony Basilio welcoming you to another edition. Ladies and germs, we are stacked and packed with you on a Tuesday. Rice fans, rice fans, rice fans. Today on the program, we've got a lot to get to. Mike Dettelier is going to stop by here in a second. And we're going to talk some NFL draft with him. Also, uh... I saw where our guy Adam Sparks uh, has an article out about uh, Tennessee players and um, next year's draft, and it's interesting. He's got several newcomers that he thinks will be all to the Lee in about 365 days. The great Matt Dixon's in the house today. He of TLD Logistics short porch fame. Matt Dixon, Matt Dixon, buenas morning to you. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. Great. Ton, tons of sports going on right now. Oh. A bunch of di- bunch of different postseasons. It's crazy time. Crazy time. The hockey playoffs are insane right now. I actually watched some of uh, New Jersey eliminating New York last night. It's kind of comical, if you ask me. I miss the Preds being in it, Matt. That was really fun those several years that the Preds were uh, were a thing down in Nashville with the with the NHL playoffs. I on a Tuesday, I just uh, as I welcome everybody in, I I just I greatly, greatly, greatly miss. I was looking at that game last night, and when your team's not involved in the NHL playoffs, it's hard to relate to it because it almost feels like it's not going on, which I think is the nature of a lot of these sports. But uh, we nonetheless welcome you in on a Tuesday. Mike Detelier is going to join us. We're also going to be um, visited by a gentleman who covers Georgia baseball. Georgia's a little dangerous, Matt, this weekend. They're a little sneaky dangerous in their building. Yeah, they, I think they started league play one and nine, and then they, they swept a doubleheader versus Kentucky and kind of got rolling. They actually swept Arkansas at home. Um, the, the week after um, the Hogs played Tennessee. So um, just one of those kind of sneaky good teams. They're, they're a little bit better than, than their numbers for whatever reason. It seems like every year um, them and Auburn kind of fit in that same category. So, And, of course, Tennessee has only won one road game all season. So um, definitely a, a weekend you need to, need to continue building and, and keep this, you know, the, all the positive momentum going. Have these guys grown up enough, Matt, to win on the road? Because surely, a couple weeks ago, they weren't good enough to win on the road. Too many defensive errors, too much silliness going on. Yeah, I, that's really the question. Um, you're going to a place that's not not really going to be that hostile. I think there'll there'll probably be a decent amount of Tennessee fans there. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm thinking I think we might be there for the Saturday game. Boom. Um, so, Boom. And then now now I don't I don't know if that actually hurts or helps Tennessee that there there won't be a whole lot of juice in the stadium. Because, it hurts. You know I think Tennessee kind of feeds off that most of the time. Yeah. Like at LSU, so that that'll be interesting to see. But I would like to think that they've they're to the point now where they can go take care of business and, and win a series on the road, but I'm um, certainly not a guarantee. My goal is for when a ball's hit to our shortstop, he fields it this weekend. I've got, like, um, less than lofty goals. Tony Valls will be by on Thursday with us. 
by the way, as we break it down scientifically. In the meantime, Mike Dettelier on the other side. Brian, can I ask you something? And I don't want to be this guy. Why isn't Grant Williams playing in the Sixers series? What does this coach have against Grant Williams? What's this? Grant Williams go out with his, his, his girlfriend or something, wife or whatever. She like him, have a crush on him. I mean, what, what's the deal here, Bri? Played four minutes last night, Bri? Played four minutes? Well, I have seen bad to mediocre college teams execute better down the stretch than they did last night. Well, that ball you all threw to Maxie with 130 left or, or, no, with about a minute left was one of the dumbest things I've ever seen. And then the shot clock, he's going the other way for a wide-open layup, and they blow the shot clock because that's what they do in Boston. That's how they roll. They were trying to disrupt him, and he stopped momentarily before he went in and laid the ball in. Pretty huge win for the Sixers without Joel Embiid. And, Brian, I'm not the type of guy that rubs it in people's faces, but your Celtics do not look good right now, Bri. They're not playing good basketball. Yeah, they ha- they look like they're coached by a combination cross of Buzz Peterson and Bush Jones is what they look like. They uh, found a way to snatch a loss out of a sure win. So, Well, he just won't put the right people on the floor. Why is he and... playing Horford when the Sixers has absolutely abused Horford? Anytime that old dude was in the game, in. they went right at him, Bri. And they, instead of, they had Marcus Smart drive into a double team when they're down two points, instead of trying to kick out to find a wide open three guy, they just uh, completely, everything down the stretch they could do wrong, they did. And so there's Al a, Horford still in the have, league. Oh my, oh, 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 oh he's playing I've got, huge I've minutes. I have no faith in that coach. He's playing huge yeah, minutes. Yeah, he doesn't score much, but he still plays good defense from time to time. He still rebounds. He can still get up and down the floor, but, uh, I have no faith in that coach. I was worried about him but before the playoffs started, being 34 years old, no experience. And I'm always, seems like every concern I ever have with one of my teams always seems to come true. If Joel Embiid so, wasn't in bubble wrap and made of uh, fine China, Sixers would win that series. But I, I would, I think maybe they're better off if Embiid plays. I, I wouldn't bet on. The Sixers winning that I series, mean, though. But it was a good, solid win last night. It was the best win in the process era. Probably a, a top-five playoff win in the last 30 years. That's how bad we are. But, uh, I mean, to go into Boston and win without Joel Embiid is quite, is quite comical indeed. On the other side, so those are the final words we'll get in for the next 30 minutes. If you've never heard our next guest, buckle up, ladies and gentlemen, because it's about to get wordy in here. My man... Mike Dettelier brings it to the table. Matt Dixon, what do you make of uh, the visceral reaction from some of our fans toward uh, Titan Nation over the whole Hendo Cinco deal? Oh, I, I didn't know it was as much over not getting Hooker as it was taking Levis, who I think obviously that's right. can't play at the NFL level. You think that's right? You think that's right that he can't play at the NFL level? Well, he can't play in call. He couldn't play in the SEC. I mean, on his best day, he was like a slightly above average SEC quarterback on his best day, and that came like twice in two years. So if they're in love with his physical skills, Matt, imagine what they're going to do next year when Joe Milton goes to the combine and throws the ball 120 yards from one end zone to the other. Yeah, that will be – it will be interesting to see if, if Milton – you know, is Tennessee star all season? What, what his draft prospects are? Because he'll he'll certainly be one of those combine and workout warriors. 
Oh, there's no, there, I mean, there's no telling what this guy's going to do. He might throw the ball through the dome. He might break the dome with a ball. Smash a hole in it. As we continue, let's do it after this. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. 
Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickwire Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group. Or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group. Land is your legacy. Have you heard the news? The Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools has a new day and time. Hop on the Big Yellow School Bus Saturdays at 10 a.m. right here on WKOM 101.7 FM to hear all about what's happening in and around Murray County Public Schools. The Big Yellow School Bus with Jack Cobb and Friends on Front Porch Radio, Saturdays at 10 a.m. on WKOM 101.7 FM. you got to know Spend a very special evening with The Gambler. The timeless music of Kenny Rogers, performed by Justin Sullivan and his seven-piece Real Deal Band. Many have said this is the best tribute show of its kind. Hear all your Kenny Rogers favorites. Lucille, Lady, She Believes in Me, Coward of the County, Everyone considered him the coward Saturday, May 20th, 7 p.m. at the legendary Crockett Theater in Lawrenceburg. Tickets begin at only $16. Yes, an evening with the gambler and the real deal band. Saturday evening, May 20th at 7. For more information, log on to CrockettTheater.com. CrockettTheater.com. We'll see you there. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. TB back with you. The great Mike Dettelier now joins out of the bayou. Mike Dettelier, of course, uh, NFL draft analyst extraordinaire. And, Mike, I welcome you in. Always good to talk with you. The draft was uh, pretty nutty, as, as, it, as it generally is. Yeah. My Eagles are the winner, no question about it. Bow thy head to the great Howie Roseman. As now they're just taking the best Southeastern Conference player available after all these years of trying to reinvent the wheel. What a concept. Go to the best league, get the best players. But uh, here, since all politics are local, and you know a thing or two about politics being down there. In the, in the <laughs> I know about the bad ones. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there's some Titan fans here. That you talk about some bad politics, they got some bad intentions right now toward their team. Uh, lay it on me in terms of your opinion of Will Levis. They traded up to get him in the second round. Their fan base is really miffed by that. Your thoughts on the Titans draft? Well, we talked last week. Uh, I thought I told you I thought Hendon Hooker was a better player. Uh, I think long term he'll be the better player. Uh, it didn't surprise me that he tumbled because uh, that was a lot of mixed opinion um, about Will Levis. The hooker thing had everything to do with the injury. 
Uh, we, we, it's not about him being 25. Listen, we're not worried about putting him on the Social Security plan. We're just trying to get, you know, if you're looking for a starting quarterback, you can get seven, eight years out of him. Man, that, that's a long time. You know, but, but fans sometimes, they, they don't grasp that. You know, they, they're looking for 15-year careers. Come on, seven, eight years, you can get top-level play. You, you would take that in a heartbeat. Uh, but, Will, that was just so much mixed opinion. And I, I sort of had a feeling that unless somebody really fell in love with him, he would tumble. And that's what happened. Um, I was telling you this off the air. It was funny. Last year in the summer at Manning, if you were just looking, and this is just pajamas and slippers, them throwing it and you seeing how big he is, and he's, he does have a gun now. He can throw it. Um, he, he, was, he was really impressive, uh, very, very impressive. Uh, throwing the football, but he couldn't translate that into game time. Couldn't do it. Uh, we saw so many times last year he spit the bit late in games. Uh, he had Ole Miss all but wrapped up, and, and he couldn't finish it off. Now, you might say, oh, well, he didn't have a great supporting cast. Um, well, you got a point there, but uh, still got to make a play. And how he handled the offseason, I didn't think was real well. Um, he just... He, you know, he, he just sort of had that chip on his shoulder and then and, and didn't do well there. And all this kind of all makes a difference. But if it had been me, um, you know, I understood that I probably wouldn't have had Hendon for a year. But, uh, but I really think Hooker's going to have the better NFL career than Will Levis. Which is interesting, right? Um, Hooker goes to a spot where they've got a tremendous young core there and a guy with a very good offensive mind talk about that yeah ben johnson's gonna be a head coach one day <laughs> uh, you know I, I know dan from his days here with the saints he was assistant head coach tight ends coach but uh you could tell he was going to be a head coach one day former nfl player and uh he was great to talk to he always he's colorful like he is now but uh, man, him hiring Ben Johnson was a big hire. Ben does a great job of quarterbacks. He finds the uh, production vein in them, and, you know, he taps into that. He did it with golf. Uh, will they pay golf all this money now when his contract comes up? Now you got a security blanket in Hooker. Or if golf doesn't play well. So um, I get it with that, but Ben Johnson's going to be a head coach in the NFL in 2024. You can bank it. Yeah, he's he's got a real fertile mind. Uh, got to speak to him a few times when he was out in Miami, and you could tell eventually he's going to be um, a head coach one day. And so Hendon couldn't go to a better spot uh, where they don't need him right away. He can come back from the knee, and but he's a sponge. He picks it up quickly. And I like a guy that's scuffed a little bit in life, and that's what he is. And he told me the story at Manning about how things didn't work out in Virginia Tech. He came to Tennessee, wasn't given any assurances. It was Joe Milton's job, okay? It was Joe. Uh, he was supposed to be the man. It didn't take hyper long to figure out, man, I got I to gotta go here with Hooker, and he changed the fortunes of Tennessee football, changed it, uh, and what he was able to accomplish. And he throws such a, as good a long ball as you'll see. Man, that, that ball comes out so smooth. 
and and pinpoint, uh, you know, and he's good in the short intermediate area, but what jumps out is his long ball ability. So it gives him time to get that knee healthy, and then he'll pick it up, and he's a great leader, and you don't have that, that deal with him. The one thing I got with Levis was uh, he always had the chip about they wanted him to be um, Taysom Hill at Penn State. <laughs> and my thing is, okay, that was at Penn State. you got to let that go. He brought that up at least three times to me at Manning in an interview about that, you know, that, that still weight on it. Come on, you got to let that go after a while. It's up to you. And so I, I get it, and the Titans are looking for a quarterback, and, and Will Levis is going to play a lot this year. You can bank that. Will Levis is going to get an opportunity to play and play early uh, with the Titans. When you look at that roster, uh, convince me, Tony, that he's not and that they're going to give well, Ryan Tannehill just right. free reign with this. He's no, going to play. You're right. Let me ask you something else about the, about the, about the uh, Titans because people have uh, been all over this. And you know this kid, the kid from Tulane, the running back, really talented yep. player. Know him a lot. Had a great bowl game. Mike, the guy's had a ton of knee injuries already. What do you think of that pick at that spot in the draft? I knew he wouldn't go in the first two rounds because of it. So I thought, I, you know, him and I had the conversation. We've had him on a couple of times on WWL. And I told him it'd, it'd be round three for him. And he had two major knee operations. Now, you watched him last year. <laughs> he didn't show it. Man, he could cut on a dime. And he is one tough guy. He's barely over 200 pounds. But he sort of caught you on his back. And he's heavy duty for not a big back. And he catches the ball so well. And he's a good pass protector. But yeah, or, there were some teams that red flagged him. I, I know that. And he knew it, that there were some teams that weren't going to pick him because of the knee. Um, so... <laughs> Man, you got so much good in him because he is a terrific football player. Really is. But, I, you know, sometimes I think about him and I think of Frank Gore with two knee operations at Miami and, and look at his career in the NFL. And Frank had told me, I think it was 14 teams flunked him. Look how long he just retired a couple years back. Frank Gore played a long time in this league. Uh, mixed feelings on Tajay. Now, I understand why some teams passed on him. Listen, if you're a head coach or GM and your medical staff red flags him, then you're not going to pick him. But, man, you enjoy him while you can because he is a real treat as a player. He's a good change of pace back, great leader, fantastic young player. Yeah, extremely risky. and But it is risky. You, but there's a but high reward. Going in. There's a high reward to him because we saw him in that bowl game against USC. I mean, he's, he's a phenomenal talent. It's kind of like my Eagles, you know. My Eagles are sitting there with Carter, who I know you like, but we don't know if we trust him off the field. But, man, he's a heck of a football player. If you're sitting there at 10, you almost have to grab him if you're the Eagles and gamble. Yeah, there was a couple teams in round three that were waiting. They would have they would have made that selection too with Tajay, so um, you know I understand teams not maybe wanting to risk it in round one and two, but he he was going to go in round three, and um, why you can't enjoy him because he is something 
that um, great effort guy, too. And it, it, people bring up the bowl game, and I get it, but he did that all year long. Eight-man fronts. Ryan, and and he was carting a rock every game, every game. He wanted it. And there are very few players. A lot, some of them say it, but they don't want it. When everything's on the line, they want the ball. And that was Tajay. Hey, give me the ball. I'm going to take care of it. It's fourth and a yard. Hey, give me the ball, coach. I got it. I, I don't care if there's a hole or not. I'm going to make it for you. And what he did against SC, it just kind of put a bow on everything of what he's done at Tulane uh, the last two years because he did it as a, in 2021 and 2022. Exactly the same. Everything on the line, hey, I got it. Don't worry about it. I'm, I'm going to take care of it. And he's also, I think, can help you uh, catching the ball coming out of the backfield. He's really good at it. Man, he catches the ball so clean out in the flat. So um, I get it. I understand the knee situations. He understood it. He understood it would drop him. But um, I, for me, I, I know my medical staff would have flagged him. I would have took that chance on him as a third-round pick. I would have took that chance on him because um, maybe I could stretch this with him. How the Titans do in the draft, in your opinion? Well, I like Skaronsky, and I said this before. He was my number one rated offensive lineman. I had him rate higher than Paris Johnson. He was nine, and, and Johnson was ten for me uh, on my board. Uh, the most technically sound offensive lineman in his draft class, and he can play guard, can play tackle, can play center if you needed him to. Uh, man, his setup skills, his ability to use his arms and hands, how quickly he ties up people, he moves people off the uh, – uh, the line of scrimmage as a run blocker, and, okay, he's not long-armed as a pass protector. They said the same stuff about Rashawn Slayton. Hadn't he started the last two years at left tackle with the L.A. Chargers? Okay. So I I like the Skronsky pick. I really did. I thought he's a really, really good football player, and uh, I like what they did there. Who landed really in the did. better – and Mike, Mike Dettelier joining. Who landed in the better spot? Uh, for their career in terms of just who you think will jump from here. Hyatt up in New York with Dable and that offense and what they do. Or uh, up in Cleveland, Tillman, who maybe gets a chance to uh, play. Well, he's going to get a chance to play in Jimmy Haslam's kingdom, uh, whatever that means. Uh, What do you think? Yeah, I'm I'm much rather Cedric Tillman in Cleveland. Uh, I think he fits what they do. You're going to have a lot of bad weather games, and uh, him being a bigger receiver I think will help. Uh, Hyatt, uh, we know what he can do. He can blow the top off coverage. He really can. And and so that's that's his big strength. With, with Tillman, it's his ability to work that short intermediate part of the zone. That was something that was missing last year in Cleveland. And I think he'll have good rapport with Deshaun Watson. I think Watson wants that type player. So I, I would say it's what you're going to see out of Tillman in Cleveland. And, again, the cold weather, does that normally kind of bow for the faster player? Normally not. It's it's normally that guy that can work that short intermediate area and then break a tackle and, and head off downfield. Yeah, and, and – 
I guess the one thing about that when I think about Tillman there, you think of any Cleveland Brown is you've always got that instability lurking with Haslam. How long are they going to go with Stefanski? What happens if they get off to a bad start this year? You know, Haslam's always, I mean, we, we've laughed about him, you and I. He might be the worst owner in the NFL now that Daniel Snyder's out of the way. I mean, really. He's certainly in the mix. Yeah, I mean, no offense to the guy. I'm not look. I'm not trying truth. to offend him or his people who are local. I mean, it's not our style, but it is what it is, right? His record shows it. The Browns' record shows it, and I think he always felt Deshaun would be the saving grace there. Yeah, that no matter what happened off the field, Watson's talent on the field, uh, and man, listen, when you don't play for almost a year and three quarters, mm-hmm. I, I don't care who you are. You're not going to be the same. Um, but, uh, man, my good friend Rick Venturi, uh, who does, you know, he coached over 25 years mm-hmm. in the NFL. Now mm-hmm. he does uh, color analysts for the Indianapolis Colts. He, he, he thinks that, that Watson's one of the four best football players in the NFL. Not just quarterback, football players. And so... We'll see if Watson can get back into that groove as a player that he was with Houston. Because I do know one thing, what's happened to Houston since he's gone? They ain't done squat. He did get him to the playoffs, and he courted that team on his back. And so we'll see uh, what happens there. But I think it's a good spot for Tillman because I think that's an area Deshaun excelled at. Mm. throwing that short, intermediate stuff and then letting that receiver break a tackle and get downfield. And, okay, they went through a bevy of receivers there, from OBJ to Jarvis Landry, you name it. I mean, it's just a revolving door. I think Tillman's got a shot to play early there. Well, you mentioned Houston. They were super aggressive. you like what they did, top of the draft, or no? To be honest, yeah. Um, you know, I think you got two building blocks here in Houston that you didn't have before. Uh, I like C.J. Stroud. I don't think he's going to be an elite player, but I think he's going to be a good quarterback in the NFL. And I'm a big fan of Will Anderson. He's not a speed player. People try to compare him. Man, I've seen some of these guys on NFL Network and stuff trying to compare him to Von Miller. <laughs> Come on. Von... <laughs> Turned speed into power. He was a speed player. Pure speed. And it's like riding a motorcycle. You know when you cut a turn and you can man, get down real low on that bicycle, on that motorcycle and cut that turn? That's what Vaughn could do, as well as anybody I've seen. Will Anderson is a power player, and he turns power into speed. And they used him all across the board last year. Um, they moved him around a lot at Alabama. And I think he's a good cornerstone piece for them defensively with D'Amico Ryans, who knows a little bit about playing linebacker. But, Tony, I'm going to be honest with you. One team to me, and you talked about Philly, but I think one team to me has made a major move uh, to maybe make a run at this. Now, I can't tell you how good Geno Smith's going to be at quarterback. Uh, and can he be that player again? But it's Seattle. Mm. They got the best cover cornerback in the draft in Devin Weatherspoon. And he <laughs> he's not the biggest guy in the world. He was a zero-rated recruit coming out of Pensacola. 
Zero. It just so happened a scout kind of turned over some film. And, man, you watch him play. He's dominant. And then you get Jackson Smith uh, Najigbu at wide receiver to team up with DK and Lockett. It gives Geno another weapon. We all saw Derek Hall at Auburn. When he was healthy, man, he can come off the edge. He gives you a lot of pressure there, and he can run the field well. What does Pete Carroll want to do? He wants to run the ball. So he picks a 340-pound guy before breakfast in Anthony Bradford, who both Coach O and Brian Kelly told me, both of them, he's the most talented offensive lineman we got at LSU. Now, sometimes that weight scale, that second number was an eight. You know, he's 375, 380, somewhere in that range. He got his weight down. He fits there. And then you pick two pile driver running backs and Zach Charbonnet and Kenny McIntosh to go along with Kenny Walker. And uh, I think Cameron Young, defensive tackle for Mississippi State, is a pretty doggone good player, too. You, you add all that up with last year's draft, man, I'm telling you, they're going to be breathing down the neck of the 49ers who have some uncertainty now on what's going to happen at quarterback. Yes. How quickly Brock Purdy can come back. Will it be mm-hmm. Sam Darnold? And the one team the 49ers have had some difficulties with throughout the years, yep. Seattle. And I'm telling you, Pete, maybe he has a run at this. If there's a third team in the NFC, and Philly and San Francisco are cut above today, but if there's a third, it's Seattle of what they have been able to piece together the last two years. And for a guy that um, he felt some of the dirt of them throwing it on his grave, it's uh, like those scary movies. He stuck his hand out of the dirt. And Pete Carroll in Seattle is relevant, very relevant again. I wouldn't count him out in a million years. Hey, on the way out, and I really appreciate your time, tell the living listener how they can interact with you, listen to you, read your stuff, all that good stuff, my man. Thank you. Uh, uh, you are, uh, Mike Dettelier, a gentleman and a scholar, brother. Appreciate it. Yeah, it's on WWL.com, also articles on SportsIllustrated.com. And uh, you can hear me daily, WWL Radio 870 in New Orleans. So. With the cannon. Hey, they, they brought the cannon back to uh, Michigan this past weekend. Yeah, he had a good time. Uh, you know, uh, he got there sort of late because, you know, we were doing draft coverage so late, and then he hopped on a plane and uh, waved to the crowd and gave him a few uh, words. And uh, he, he told him something that, uh, and, and I believe it because he said it from the heart. He said, Mike, the one thing I can say about Michigan fans, they're a lot like people in the South. They're Yankees, but they're uh, Southern Yankees. They love football. Now, he said the team's lousy, but uh, he said, man, you know, they, they love football in Detroit. And the last guy to win a football championship in the state of Michigan? Bobby Hebert. Bobby Hebert with the Michigan fans. Hey, he threw that it's hitch Bobby pass. Lane is Bobby Hebert. I still see it, man. He threw that hitch pass to Anthony Carter, who took off, went down the sidelines, and uh, – out there in Denver, and the rest was history. And, I, and a young Tony Basilio went to bed crying that night, so for what it's worth. <laughs> but one thing with Hebert, well, he gives a lot of credit. And like Mike, uh, uh, that's where I got the nickname Cajun Cannon. It wasn't from down here. That was a sports writer on Detroit Free Press. Nicknamed him the Cajun Cannon. It did not come from Louisiana. That's a, that's a myth that it came from here. 
he didn't throw the football in, in high school, maybe eight or nine times a game. They ran the wishbone, and, boy, they could run it. Uh, but um, he got it in Detroit, and, and he had AC to throw to. Man, Anthony Carter was a special player. Boy, he could sling it around. And, I listen, I appreciate you. You're my man. Thank you, brother. Thank you, Tony. Appreciate it, buddy. I absolutely love him. Brian Hartman, request, as my friend Makoto in Japan says, request again and again. Of course, he doesn't say it like that. But, uh, Brian, your Jaguars didn't come up in our conversation. How come? Well, I try to not make it about me, Tony. I uh, don't think there would be too many people wanting to run down there what they did. What letter grade did they get, Brian, the Jags? I think they probably in the B to maybe maybe B range. I like some of their picks. I like their their tight end pick from Penn State. I like the uh, the wide receiver they got, and also take Bigsby out of Auburn. I love Tank Bigsby. Back. I think that's a really good, valuable pick in the third round. Pick. I love me some Tank Bigsby. Hey Matt, uh, what do you think of this Levis guy and the way that uh, Dutillier said he looked great against Air, but? He couldn't function in football games last year, and he said he won't function in NFL games either. That's got to be really heartening for uh, Titan fans to hear that today, Matt. Well, any Titans fan who watched SEC football already knows that about the guy, and he just—he's just not very good, and he, you know, doesn't didn't carry Kentucky to any extra wins. Um, in a, a lot of games they won in spite of him, um, but you know. And it, it it also seems like, like I'm not sure he'd be a really like good backup quarterback like locker room chemistry wise. It seems Amen. like there's a lot of Amen. There'll be a lot of side stories where like a like Hendon Hooker would would be a very good teammate, and I, I'm not sure Levis would be if he's not the starter. So uh, for what for whatever that's worth, I guess he's probably not going to be the backup long there in Tennessee. Joe Freeform Football Fowler who uh, broke it down for us today scientifically, perhaps put it best. At the end of the day, many people wanted to see Hendon Hooker in Nashville, but he's probably going to be in a better situation. No, he is in a better situation. In Detroit, they're ascending. They've got a nice young team around them. Maybe he comes in through the back door, kind of like he did here in Knoxville. And and maybe it falls to him. Be a great story, but hey, if lightning strikes twice for him, it'd be a great story, Bry. Great story. He's got a better. He's got a better supporting cast, that's for sure. And Levis, like he did at Kentucky, probably won't have that great of supporting cast. And the Lions Especially have incredible unis. There. If he gets on the field and starts there, I'm gonna go get me a Lions jersey. I'm gonna get me a Hendo Sanko jersey. In honor of him and Sean Sinclair. You got, you got a Jalen Carter jersey yet? Uh, no. I, I wonder. You can probably get in touch with your like dark web like Eagles guy. Maybe he can get you some um, spike shoulder pads in that Kelly Green you when can wear Matt, over your your Ronald Cunningham. Jersey. When Matt came over here in December and saw my stack of dark web unlicensed stuff I bought from the guy in the Philly Row House. He just shook his head at me and said, you've got to be kidding me. But that's my life. And, and I'm I'm living it one day at a time, Bonnie Franklin. With more on the other side, Jeff Danzler joins us. We set the table for Tennessee and Georgie. A huge series. By the way, 
Tennessee's got a game tonight, and, and I want to do a PSA for Tony Valls here and see if Matt joins me. Let's not pitch nine guys tonight. Let's try to get this win tonight. We can't afford to lose this game tonight for RPI purposes. Let's win this game tonight, Matt. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Got to gotta win. Or do you want to pitch nine guys like we do sometimes? Uh, I'd, I'd put the over-under at like seven and a half. I mean, what in the world? It's a, mid, it's a midweek game. Tony Valls. Let's try to win the game. So we continue with more right after this. This is Terry Wilcox, a.k.a. The Chicken Man, a.k.a. T-Willie, and you're listening to 101.7 FM WKOM, Columbia, Tennessee. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can always count on us for a great selection of late model, low mileage, one owner vehicles. All have been thoroughly inspected and are ready to go. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Looking to sell your vehicle? Great news! We're paying top dollar for your trade. All makes, all models, and in any condition. Trade in and trade up today. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can count on us. Hi, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. When you think of diamonds, what do you think of? Rare, precious, timeless, sparkles like the sun. They are timeless and nothing like them on earth. Then do you think, where do I buy local to buy the perfect ring? Maybe a diamond pendant or earrings or maybe a new diamond band. Look no further. Tillis Jewelry carries all your diamond and jewelry needs. Stop by and see our wonderful collection. And remember, if you don't know your diamonds, know your jeweler. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Barrett's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood. Along with the award-winning service and advice, Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock, with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. 
Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. Each week on History's Hook, we'll be bringing you interesting and informative stories from the past in an effort to connect the history in our own backyard to the big events that compose national and world history. I'm your host, Tom Price. This is not your high school history class. We're going to make history fun and compelling. We're going to get you hooked. History's Hook with your host, Tom Price, Saturdays at 9 a.m. and 6 p.m. right here on WKOM 101.7 FM Front Porch Radio. Join us for a journey through time. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. What are we going to do with him as we welcome you back on your Tony Basilio show? Jeff Danzler, play-by-play voice, Georgia Bulldogs, the Vols, and the Dogs get it on down in beautiful Athens this weekend. Hopefully, they'll have a, a solid, very good weekend for college baseball and uh, Georgia's been very good at home, and Tennessee has a win, count them, one on the road this year. So something perhaps has to give, or maybe the form holds. I don't know. Jeff, I welcome you in. Good to talk to you, my friend. And how about the dogs? I'd imagine early in the year you probably thought, why me and why now, and what am I going to do the back end of the schedule to keep these broadcasts interesting and lo and behold, Jeff, these guys have gone and made it interesting, haven't they? Yeah, they really have. And thanks so much for having me. I mean, we started out one and nine in conference play, and it's uh, really been a different team since then. Now, we, we all know life in this league. There, there are a ton of close ones. During that one and nine stretch, we had three Friday night games that we lost in the ninth inning. Uh, two of them, we lost leads, and you think, well, good gosh, if we'd have won those, we'd be four and five, but. If you keep playing hard, that stuff starts to even out. And we had a couple of great comebacks against Florida and Arkansas. Lost a, a tough one this past Sunday in the bottom of the ninth at Ole Miss. But I've been proud of the team, the way they, they've kept fighting. And definitely when you look at the standings, uh, Tennessee has done such a, a great job to, to fight back and get over 500. And I know the Vol fans enjoyed that sweep of Vanderbilt and now, so Tennessee's really positioning themselves. I think they're back in a good spot. If they close strong, they could uh, be a regional host site. And, you know, Georgia right now is fighting to keep a spot in the SEC tournament. And maybe, just maybe, if they close strong enough, you know, maybe put themselves on the good side of the bubble. Well, you never know. And in this league, the, the, the good news about this league, it's also the bad news. But you're playing the best week in and week out. So you get an opportunity. And in that sport, you get hot. I mean, you know, our fans earlier in the year when Tennessee was really spinning and the wheels looked off were pointing to Ole Miss. And I kept saying at the time, yep. Jeff, you know, yeah, but at some point you have to play fundamentally sound baseball. And somehow Tennessee's been able to flip a switch here. I, I don't pretend to understand that sport. Georgia, when they started 1-8, and eight, what weren't they doing? that now they are doing that they're playing more representative uh, Southeastern Conference baseball? Throwing strikes. You, you walk people in this league, you give up free bases, you are getting annihilated. 
and our walk and hit-by-pitch and wild-pitch ratio through those first ten games was awful. Bottom of the league, mm. but we, we've turned the page on that. And, and they're going to be great hitters in this league who are – who are going to have big games, but if you give up freebies, you just have no chance. So that's where it started for Georgia. And you know, from Tennessee's point of view, just to give you a little uh, insight here, what's happened for the Vols is they've been making plays in the field that they weren't before. And ironically enough, Friday they had an air at first base, because this is how the season's gone. They had an air at first base uh, on a ball that Blake, pops in his glove, and then it moves around, and they end up calling a runner safe. I believe it's the next pitch was hammered out of the ballpark for a three-run home run. And that has happened all season with this baseball team. Whenever they make an error, you can bet your bottom dollar that fireworks are sure to follow. So the walks for Georgia, the errors for Tennessee, you clean things up a little bit. You give yourself a chance. I want to jump Matt Dixon in. Uh, with us today who leads our baseball coverage matt jump in you're on with jeff danzler play-by-play voice georgia bulldogs yeah thanks for joining could you just kind of go over maybe georgia's weekend rotation i I know um lynn sullivan from you know we remember him last year um jaden woods was kind of a bullpen guy who who kind of flashed and has had a really good year but just what kind who who are the arms that tennessee should see this weekend the Friday starter is going to probably be a right-handed freshman named Colton Smith. Uh, Saturday will probably be Charlie Goldstein, who in his last four starts is 3-0 and with a no decision. And Liam Sullivan will likely go on Sunday. Jaden Woods has missed the last two weeks with a sore arm, so I don't know if he's going to be available or not. And from your perspective, tell us about how those guys perform. Let's start with Colton Smith. Uh, yeah, it's tough for a freshman in this league. It's just one of those deals. If he can get us four, maybe five, or he's got a bright future, you feel good. Uh, Goldstein has really been the, the, the season savior. I mean, it, at one point his ERA was over 10 uh, through injuries. He, he kind of got a, a battlefield promotion, and the guy threw five and two-thirds, only gave up two runs against Kentucky. He gave up one run and six innings of work against Florida. Uh, he was the pitcher of the week against Arkansas through six scoreless and was lights out and beat Ole Miss this past weekend. So uh, he, he has been just this, this unexpected resource that Georgia badly needed. And Liam Sullivan's been a regular in the rotation for his three-year career, and he's been really good at home this year. Let's go back to Goldstein. What, what occurred for him for him to go uh, from a 10 ERA to figuring it out? If I knew that, I'd be in the Yankees' front office right now. So I guess it just starts with throwing strikes. But you know, any time in any sport when something clicks, all of us are trying to find what that magic potion is. But he has been really, really good. So this guy's on, as we say in basketball, this guy's on a heater, and he's commanding right he's now, on huh? on a heater. <laughs> yeah, he, he's been doing really, really well. But, of course, it's... Uh, this uh, Kirby likes to say with football, it certainly goes for baseball. I mean, humility is just one game away in this league. In terms of the bats for Georgia this weekend, uh, lead me through, if they're going to have a good weekend, who it's going to come from, the production. 
Uh, Charlie Condon is a redshirt freshman who's had a, a tremendous season. I think he's got a chance to be first team all conference. He's in the top five in the league in hitting, homers, RBIs, hits, total bases, on base, and slugging. And then we've got a sixth year player in Connor Tate who's obviously been around for a long time. So those are kind of the guys in the heart of the order, along with Parks Harbor, who's got uh, 12 home runs. So th- those are the three guys, you know, and in the league, you got to have your guys be guys. you got to get help from other spots, but your best players have to perform well. So those would be the three at the plate that, that Georgia really leans on. Matt, do you have anything else for our guest today? Uh, Jeff Dantzler. Well, just curious because I didn't get a chance to see it. How, how in the world did, did Georgia sweep Arkansas? Because that, that was the week after uh, Arkansas swept Tennessee, and, and Tennessee really – wasn't truly competitive in, in any of the three games. So what what went right for the Bulldogs that weekend? Well, the, the first game, we really played well. Arkansas came back. It was 6-5 in the ninth. There were two on and one out, and Georgia got out of the jam, uh, played maybe the best game of the year in game two. That was the Thursday through Saturday series, won 7-3. And then in the finale, Arkansas was winning 8-4, to four, and we scored five times in the bottom of the ninth, just this, unlikely dramatic comeback had a grand slam from Tate to tie it on the next pitch. Harbor hit one over the wall at dead center field. So it was just one of those crazy weekends. You know, two of those could have gone the other way. And uh, fortunately for us, we, we won the two close ones uh, this weekend because we've certainly lost our fair share of heartbreakers this season. You know, I, I can imagine what it's like for you to get an opportunity to call a game like that. And it seems like in that sport, fireworks – tend to accompany other fireworks the vanderbilt series for tennessee on that friday night john wilkerson sitting up there the vols like they're going to go down uh you know in order in the ninth and a freshman hits a home run and then upsets another freshman and he hits a home run all of a sudden this game's tied and three or four innings later uh tennessee's season is essentially saved and and back to life What's it like for you when you get a chance to call a game like that where you get the back-to-back fireworks in the, in the bottom uh, of, of a ninth inning to win a game? Oh, it's certainly very exciting. And uh, I know John's been a good friend for a long time and just does a, a tremendous job. And I think when you talk about Tennessee baseball legends, uh, to me his name is right there with, yes. with Helton and, and Burke. I mean, he has just been a, a mainstay. Uh, with that program and so happy for him with the success that they've had because that was about a decade after they dismissed Rod Delmonico, which was a huge mistake uh, when Tennessee was really, really down. So I'm very happy for John. But, you know, baseball can be a cruel game, but uh, as we all know, there's no clock. So you still got to make the pitch. You still got to get that 27th out. And when you do have those those comebacks and those one-run games, it's tremendously exciting uh, but it, at the same time when you're on the other end of it it just absolutely rips your heart out and i've always said if you think about in baseball history most famous home runs have been hit off relief pitchers which gets you back whether you're in the sec the majors high school whatever if you've got a really good team and you're thinking about making a run in the postseason you're as good as your bullpen is and what about george's pen talk about it uh, it's been thinned out uh, with, with the injury to Woods. And uh, we, we had a, a freshman pitcher named Matthew Hoskins who's got to get Tommy John. A lot of teams have had arm injuries. So I'm hoping that we can get Woods back because, as you guys know, just 
trying to eat those 27 innings in conference play, it is a challenge. Well, especially if you get in some close games and some tight games, and we've already seen this with some of our opponents, and we've seen it with Tony. You know, you have to make a decision in that first game. How far do I want to go? Right. How pot committed do right. I want to get here? Because then I'm, you know, the rest of the weekend I'm chasing my tail. It, it's it's funny you say that. My broadcast partner, David Johnson, and I talk about that a lot. And I think it's a smart trend, but over the last four or five years we've seen a lot more of this. You see more blowouts on Friday night than you used to because I, I think coaches very wisely are saying, okay, we're, we're not surrendering, but we're going to retreat some here and go with our B bullpen. Because if you're, you, know, you you're figuring on Friday night, that other guy's got yep. a really good starter going. So if you're down, say, five or six to nothing, do you want to bring in one of your, your aces out of the bullpen? We've all seen comes back, comebacks like yep. that, but yep. you're exactly right. You, you got to pick your spot. So I think with that, you are seeing more of those nine to one and, and ten to two Friday games than you used to see, and that is such a great point. I guess there's exceptions to all rules when you're playing that Mississippi State team. I think you continue to play because that bullpen they have, Jeff. I don't know if you've if you've uh, had a chance to glance at them at all, but boy, they're a tough watch. I mean, those poor guys. Jeez Louise, you're never out of a game when you're playing them. I mean, ever out of a game when you're playing those guys. Yeah, and it's just that pitching depth everybody's looking for. It's like the line of scrimmage in football. Yep. I mean, th- this league is, is so tough. I was uh, When we were really, really struggling, and somebody asked me about this, and they said, well, well, tell me about George. I said, I honestly think we've got a good team. Here's the problem. I think we're about the 30th best team in the country. And at that point, the RPI came out, we were actually 35th. But but right now we're the 13th best team in the league, and I mean that's just a fact. Your Ole Miss is in last; they're the reigning national champions. You're talking about Mississippi State's bullpen; they won it all two years ago. I mean, we were going down to Florida three weeks ago; they were ranked third in the country, and they were fourth place in the SEC East. And this league is just so brutal. And Ole Miss proved it last year. If you're good enough to make it to a regional, if you can survive this conference. Anything can happen. I mean, they went 14-16 and 16 in the SEC and won the national championship. That's the only sport in, in, in the country where something like that could happen, and it's the only league in the country where something like that could happen. Yeah, and, and on the way are Oklahoma and Texas to make it. <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> Let me give me. Tough enough. Let's just add those two, right? Yeah, give me a break. Uh, hey, listen, I appreciate you. Uh, Jeff, thanks, man. And uh, continued no, success to you, brother. It. Yes, sir. Thank you. All Talk- right, I'll take care of John for you this weekend. Please do. He's an absolute treasure here, the great John Wilkerson. In the meantime, hour two on the radio, the bouncy ball gets a little bit of attention as we continue on your other side. And uh, and then we'll get some calls in as well if you want to jump in at 865 200 5402 want to thank Jeff Dantzler, who joined today on your TLD Logistics hotline, online at tldlogistics.com. If you are an owner-operator, we've got a spot for you on our team, and uh, leave all the paperwork and all that stuff to us. In the meantime, we continue with Hour 2 on your Tony Basilio show after this. (laughs) 
This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee. WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, this is Steve, the Garbage Man. Y'all have heard me talk in the past about Packer, our mascot dog. Well, I have some sad news about Packer. She recently crossed over the Rainbow Bridge to join our other beloved pets of the past. Packer lived out her final days on our farm in Water Valley. She had a great 14 years of life after being rescued by Don from being thrown away as a pup in someone's garbage. Rest in peace, Packer. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, MimsModernLandscape.com. That's MimsModernLandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. This is Laurie Cole, Executive Director with Pay Grace Forward. We are a community solution to predatory lending. We help people in Murray County who are trapped in payday and title loan debt. We do this through financial mentoring, followed by low interest grace loans. 
To see if Pay Grace Forward can help you or to volunteer with our organization, please visit our website at paygraceforward.org or call 931-548-6797. Have you heard the news? The Big Yellow School Bus with your host, Jack Cobb, with Murray County Public Schools has a new day and time. Hop on the Big Yellow School Bus Saturdays at 10 a.m. right here on WKOM 101.7 FM to hear all about what's happening in and around Murray County Public Schools. The Big Yellow School Bus with Jack Cobb and Friends on Front Porch Radio, Saturdays at 10 a.m. on WKOM 101.7 FM. This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. TB back with you, 865-200-5402. You know, the, the, we were talking during our time out here, the um, situation with uh, Tennessee and this out-of-nowhere success is just nuts. It's just absolutely crazy. Uh, I'm waiting for Allison Ojeda to call us. Uh, the uh, Lady Vols have finished their season, and they're getting ready, Brian, for the NCAA tournament. Yes? Yeah, they will play their first and second rounds. They'll host for the first time since 2011 at home this weekend. Good for her. And they'll play on Friday afternoon at 4 o'clock against the, I think it's uh, Southeast Missouri State. Good for her. And the winner of that game will face, I believe before that game, or that match, Arizona State plays Wake Forest. The winner, the winners meet on Saturday, Saturday the next day at 4. So it's Friday at 4 and potentially Saturday at 4. Matt, Jay, what do you make of this uh, Alabama baseball story? Which obviously, it's been a kind of a uh, eventful forty-eight hours down there at Alabama with their compliance head in a domestic violence incident where he's arrested, and then you've got this story that breaks yesterday through the wires that. Alabama baseball pulled off the board by the state of Ohio after some irregular activity occurred on a college baseball game. And may I say that the handles in college baseball cannot be huge. And so any large bet, I think, would, uh, would, would trigger a system. And then... a what what could the inside story be? Any idea, Matt? Well, I would assume somebody placed an extremely large wager, probably in game, right before a big inning or a big half inning, um, and maybe that the the Sunday game, which those games get crazy anyway. When you know we're just talking about it, teams just don't have bullpens, and, and neither of those teams did. Um, so no, that's very that's very interesting. I guess probably some some former Bama wide receivers were in on that. Um, may, maybe Pruitt's still in Cincinnati, and and that's that's how they're <laughs> funding the Hoover Mafia right now. Poor so, Pruitt is, is through gambling on the Diamond Cups. I don't know. Can you imagine Jeremy Pruitt sitting there at a poker table, Matt? 
you're across from that genius, and you're looking at him, trying to read him. He's got that turban. He's got that turban pulled up over his head with a pair of sunglasses. <laughs> Adam Sparks said you could tell right away when they came out for breaks whether Prude had just been grilled or not. <laughs> I used to love how you could um, you could read Pruitt's mind by looking at his forehead was like a mood ring, almost. Matt, you could almost tell. What was going through that dude's alleged mind by reading his forehead, if you know what I'm saying? Oh, well, Pruitt was, yeah, was, was special. <laughs> so, I'm, I am curious yeah, how, what, what that, how that situation with the Bama baseball, the gambling thing in, in Ohio, of all places, that's, I'll be curious to see where that goes. Well, we've yeah, got, I mean, who would yeah. bet on Alabama baseball anyway? I mean, uh, well, that even that, Tennessee Lee thinks that's whack. Yeah, that would be the point. Nashville Lee, if you're listening, I uh, I, I will request you here momentarily. Walk us inside the world of wagering on something like that. In the meantime, you can bet your bottom dollar. The Lady Vols have had a very good season. They finished uh, overall nineteen and five, eleven and two in SEC play which uh, is good for third place in a league that's absolutely stacked. And they're getting ready to host the NCAA tournament in their building right here in Knoxville, and we shine the light on them. Allison Ojeda joins. And Coach, uh, the great Ben Rogers gives his love and uh, his regards as we welcome you in. Congratulations on this wonderful season you guys have had. Thank you so much, uh, the great Ben Rogers. That's a big compliment from that guy. Well, you know, hey, what can we say here? Uh, don't judge me by the company we keep, please. Tell me about That's a your good company. Well, tell me about your club and the season you guys have had, and did you expect to be here? Oh, we did expect to be here, which is what's been, I think, the reason why we've had this season. We started off back in um, in the fall training really hard. We knew what type of team we we had. Of course, every coach wants to talk about the potential, but but we truly knew that this team was able to do what we're doing. And so we we met early January before we played our first match and and put it the, the entire schedule up on a whiteboard and just said, here's what has to happen in order for us to to put ourselves in position to host. And, and we haven't talked about that again until a couple of days ago, but um, but that's what the team has done. They've just taken advantage of, of how good they are. Can you walk me inside the way you construct your roster? Because I, I see your top three players, two are from Latvia, one is from Poland. How much travel is involved for you in putting that roster together? Or... Is it a deal where those uh, those kids contact you? How does recruiting work in that sport? Recruiting is worldwide in our sport. Um, we're one of you know three hundred plus countries who compete at the sport of tennis every day, and so I think the difference between our country and everyone else is is college athletics, and so it's us contacting potential student athletes all over the world. Um, the reality is, is most tennis players at the age of 14, 15, 16, think that they're going to play professional tennis, and and that's their dream and their desire. And so it's our job to follow those student-athletes 
And then once we're allowed to contact them, get in touch with them and make sure that we, we teach them about what it means to play college tennis at the SEC level because a lot of times they, they haven't really, they don't really know what it means. Yeah, and, and so, and I would imagine, because we've had a couple of uh, athletes on down through the years who say, you know, well, I had no idea, you know, University of Tennessee, it sounded good. But invariably, you open pipelines, right? That's kind of how this works. You, you get one athlete from one um, academy or a coach or a town or is that kind of how it works yeah you got it that's exactly how it works we um the the deal with the pipeline is obviously you got to do a good job right away or else that pipeline is shut down pretty quickly so um so you've got jared you know chaplin is from australia a bunch of my former teammates are all aussie so so there's a big connection there to australia we've got a current player on the team now you've got um pat you know, Harper's on the team now who won a, a doubles championship. So, like, the Aussies are represented quite well here at Tennessee. And then we've got our two Latvian girls, Rebecca Martina, um, playing one-two with, with actually her childhood best friend, Elza Tomase. So that was um, less of a coaching contact and more, hey, my good friend back home is also really good, and she fits the mold of the type of a student-athlete we want to recruit here. So, so a lot of it is, is the coaching contacts across the world, and then also the student-athletes on the team. They understand better than anybody what, what it means to go through what we do every day. So so when they recommend a player, you know that they're going to fit into the program. Allison Ojeda joining on the TLD Logistics Hotline, online tldlogistics.com. Coach, you've got Friday afternoon, 4 o'clock Eastern time, uh, taking on SEMO. Uh, tell me about SEMO, uh, and then and then Arizona State and Wake Forest will play, and you're going to face the winner on Saturday uh, if things hold the form. But tell me about the SEMO squad we're going to see on Friday. Yeah, the SEMO squad is 17 and two, and since early January, they've um, all they've been doing is winning. And so I, I don't care what level you're at, the second. The second you continue to win back-to-back matches over and over, over, over a course of three, four, five, six weeks, all of a sudden you've got some serious confidence on your side. So, so I don't know much about SEMO in terms of per spot, but I can guarantee you that they're going to come in ready to compete against us at a high level. And so in terms of the second match, Wake Forest and Arizona State, in your sport, like how do you scout? Uh, ahead of time for something like that. I'd imagine there's a lot more tape that exists on them th- than would on a SEMO. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, so thankfully our athletic department is fantastic with allowing us to spend some money here. So thank you to all the donors for, who help with that. But we've got uh, tennis analytics and dartfish. And so we've got film on Wake Forest. We actually played them earlier this season at the kickoff. Um, so we have film on those guys. We see them every single year in our, our just home and away scheduling. They're a really good team. They're very well coached, and I those guys are going to be way way more ready to play us this weekend than than they were in January. And then same with Arizona State. We haven't seen them in a few years, but we do have film on those guys. And and Chaps and I will do our homework, and you know the girls do everything that they do in terms of preparing. And and he and I, I would say that's that's a huge quality that the two of us have is we we enjoy watching film and scouting is something we do quite well so we we feel confident going into match play that we know where we're going to get our wins at talk to my listener that might be curious and want to come down and watch those events uh admission all that good stuff and you know how folks can come 
Yeah, so we're going to be playing outdoors, assuming the weather is nice. We'll be playing outdoors um, at Barksdale Tennis Center. It's same location as Good Friend Indoor. So just in case it does rain, we're here. $5 admission gets you in for the day. And to all your listeners, do not let that keep you from uh, coming. Uh, put, put, the, put it on my tab or something when you go up there. Tell them Allison said she'll pay for it. But come watch us because uh, you're going to see a high level of tennis. You've got... You've got three of these four teams who have been competing all year long at a top 25 level. And um, I would say it'd be equivalent to going to see a pro pro tournament where players at the top are going to be around 300 in the world. Allison, it's wonderful spending a few minutes with you. And again, uh, Ben sends his regards, but everybody I talk to around town about you, they just talk about what a, what a bright light you are and, um, and how, how much they appreciate you in the tennis community. So, Good on you uh, for the work you've done here. Congratulations on the great season. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Great talking with you. Thank you, Allison. You too. Take care. Coach uh, Allison Ojeda, one more time. Uh, Lady Vols this weekend hosting Bry for the first time, what, 13 years, you said? You told me earlier. Since uh, two, 2011. That's 12 years ago, I guess. Yeah. 23, 2011. 12 years ago. It's pretty strong pretty strong and it's very competitive uh so i think it's interesting you know talking to some people in that golf world and in that tennis world as well i mean uh i just know with my son he's he's had a chance to play with so many international kids and it's almost like if you're you're an athlete in the states in one of those sports you just know that you're competing worldwide for these slots you know these coveted few slots and uh it's kind of wild to stop and think about that, but that's the way it is in those sports. So, Tennessee recruiting internationally, that seems like a lot of hard work. She appears on the TLD Logistics Hotline online. Also, TLDlogistics.com. Yes. It seems like she's she's been all over the world, I'd say. Absolutely. Think of all the different countries and all the flights and overseas travel she's done. Yeah, that's why it I have to continue to do year in and year out. I yeah, guess. that's why I asked: Do they recruit you, or do you recruit? Do you recruit? Oh no, we we got to go worldwide. So, I'd imagine that's not cheap. Teaching, you know, I'd love to yeah. go on one of those recruiting trips if they ever need you know someone just to kind of chaperone. I'd be glad to volunteer my services. So you got the digits. That'd be Brian. fun. You got the digits. See Brian. the world. Reach, reach out to that her. Way. You got the digits. Maybe you can be an assistant <laughs> tennis coach, Brian. <laughs> not bad work if you can you get might, it. You might have to drink you a cup of coffee, though, if you get on one of those international flights. Hey, uh, Matt, yesterday, Bino and Brian admitted to me that, they've, uh, that they're not coffee drinkers. Now, tell me, Matt, you're a coffee drinker, yes? Yes. Imagine going through life without drinking a cup of coffee. No, I, no, I, I couldn't. It's kind of kind of crazy. So, it obviously doesn't taste great, but that's not why you drink it. Oh, I think it does taste great. I'm a black coffee drinker. It doesn't even get. It doesn't even give you a buzz tone. So, what good is it? I don't know about that, uh, Bry. Certain <laughs> certain coffee will give you a good buzz, man. Does ca- does caffeine not jack you up, Brian? Well, I'll go get a Coke or something if I want caffeine. So, I don't there you something go. Something that actually tastes good. Bino told me yesterday he drank Sundrop. I'm like, what are you, nine? You drink sun in the morning? 
I guess that's better than Sun Kiss that comes in the little pouch. Or I mean uh, Capri Sun. Capri Sun. What is Sun Kiss? Sun Kiss used to be a soft drink, I think. I don't yeah, know. I think, it's, I think right. it's like an orange it's the orange flavored drink. It's, yeah. I think I think yeah, it's a pe- Pepsi product. Orange crush. Yeah, it's or very whatever. good. Yeah. I used to love Orange Crush too. Great knee high. In my heavy soda drinking days. 865-200-5402, the number again, 865-200-5402, the number. Let's go to our phones. For the first time today, a guest heavy Tuesday, and we survived and advanced from Mike Dettelier in hour one. If you uh, missed it, you can go back and listen at your leisure over at uh, tclub.team where everything's available as well as our blog today. Uh, as today... We had Joe Freeform Football Fowler breaking down the draft scientifically. And Mike Dettelier agreed with a lot of what Joe Freeform Fowler had to say. But let's go back to our phones. 865-200-5402. If you are somebody that gambles on college baseball and you want to explain to me how something can get flagged, I would love to, I would love to hear how that would work. Because I would imagine that the handles on college baseball, meaning the amount of money bet, cannot be, cannot be tremendously high. So almost any bet of any type of substance, real not a $50 bet, but any kind of real bet. Do people bet real money on these college baseball games? I wonder what the limits are. I know in some of these events, there's no limit betting. Certainly, the exposure to the books. And Matt, what I understand that happened, this is just something I read. Of course, this is all conjecture because we're not speaking about it. But apparently, a pitcher was scratched. Uh, and it was a quick scratch. And, and before the scratch, somebody bet a pretty decent amount of money is what I hear. Oh, so, oh, it's back. Well, it, I mean, it's a Sunday game. But who knows? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it, it, yeah I, I was kind of curious if it was like, I don't even know if you can bet in-game on college baseball. Yeah, at least, I don't know. Like, regular season. Yeah, so. and I don't know. I don't know whether it's line betting, prop betting, only winners. I, I, you know. But let's go back to the phones. Maybe somebody can educate us that partakes. You can always bet the overs on Sundays, though. Back to the can you really? Are you serious? Can you bet totals? Well, I mean, if, if you if you can, that that's what I would do. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, team, you know, with the balls juice this year, and teams just don't have pitching in those game threes. I mean, that game yesterday. That L- well, you're skipping around on me. That, that I'll tell you this, Matt. I would play the over if I saw Mississippi State come into my building. Because that two, three, four hitter they have, those guys hammer baseballs. Hammer them. Can you, can you imagine what that lineup does against their pitching like in practice? And that's got to get tiring how many balls they like break windows with. And Probably if, hit, hit a bunch of those apartments with them. And if you didn't see the snooze, snoot, and snugget, their pitching coach got fired and he earned it. No offense to that poor guy. But that poor guy's staff had a 10 ERA, and they looked every bit like a staff with a 10 ERA. Back to the phones we go. And those guys were brutal. 
Hello and welcome into our next call, Tony Basilio Show. Hi. Okay, I'm going to tell you one thing, Tony. I'm going to change my point of view on Will Levis. I believe I believe that he could have a better career than Hendon Hooker, and then maybe uh, look at look at it this way: that quarterback that uh, Indianapolis from the University of Florida. What was Will Levis's record against him? I believe it was two and zero. What when, he, when when Kentucky played Florida? What? What? You heard you heard me. What? He had a better record against Florida than Hendon Hooker did against against Florida. Bill, you like coffee? Yeah, I love coffee. You ever put mayonnaise in it? No, I don't. You like bananas? Yeah, I love bananas, but yep. I wouldn't eat them whole. Well, okay, just checking. Just checking for a friend. Hey, Brian, this okay. guy here has pulled two selective stats literally out of his rear end to justify picking Will Levis, who our college football, our, our pro football expert, college football draft guy, Mike Dettelier said didn't function well in college football games when the money was on the line. But other than that, he's a fine player. Brian Hartman, your thoughts? Well, unless he was playing Iowa or somebody like that, you know, he, he kind of, that might have been the only game he pulled out at the end. Just took a cheap shot at your guy, Bill. Well, well yeah, he opted out of that Music City ball that I don't think Kentucky scored in. Not, so, not that they yeah, would have the people they, they, they played Iowa the year before, anyway, too. That's anyway, Mr. Cotillier, I have news for you. If the season started today, yeah. Hill is going to be number one. He's going to be the starter. It's going to be sink or swim with Hill, And it's the same way at running back. That guy in Tulane is not going to outdo Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry's going to be number one in the backfield for the Titans this season. Titans, Bill, i got to say this to you. You are doing work right now, brother. You are flat out doing work. Well, thank you. For you and to Tony, come in here and come ahead, long buddy. and strong in defense of Will Levis, a man who literally can't be defended, your fan base despises the guy, Bill. Well... I don't believe it. You know, when I called you privately, I didn't like. I didn't like the idea, but all the negative talk I heard, it remind. I'm going to give you a little history on something, Tony. There was this quarterback that was from this school out of the state of Kentucky. This was in the 1950s that played. That was cut by the Pittsburgh Steelers. And this same quarterback later on led his Baltimore Colts to not one but two NFL championships. And hang what on, was hang his on. name? Hang on, hang on, hang on. Did you just compare Will Levis to Johnny Unitas? Yes, I am. Will, besi- Bill, besides those two guys being Caucasian quarterbacks, their last name ends in S. He throws a good ball, Tony. Bill's but the only one problem of it is a lot of that ain't his fault. 
he had a crappy offensive line. Yes. Uh, a lot of those balls go to the other team, yeah, too. Yeah, that's a problem, Bill. I mean, he, he hit Elante Taylor right in the numbers for that pick six two years ago. Hello. And then, of course, he threw three interceptions last, this year's game. And Matt, how many? I mean, inter- he, he threw four interceptions in two games against Tennessee. Hinn and Hooker threw five interceptions in two years, throwing a lot. I mean, think about how many passes he threw. Bill, you have to be conflicted right now because you're Lions, the Honolulu Blue and Silver. They're not my Lions, Tony. I am not drinking their Kool-Aid. If the season started today, I'm picking the Minnesota Vikings to win that division. And I'll tell you another team you better look out for. And they could rebound, and that's the fight on Chicago Bears. Because, look, Green Bay is going to be hurting. Yep. Boy, what a a dysfunctional division that is. Green Bay is going to be a mess a little bit. They're going to take a step back, obviously, without Rodgers. You've got the Lions, who just perennially, under the Ford family ownership, can't get out of their own way. That's really a mess. You you have a good point. The, The Vikings are a perennial underachiever. Good point, Titans, Bill. I'll tell you what, you've come hard today. You've come hard. Uh, you're running back. When's he going to get his Prego sponsorship? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. You drafted a guy that's got four knee injuries, Bill. <laughs> four of them. Well, well, still, well, still, it'll be it'll be interesting to see once training once training camp starts. Brian, what was the spaghetti sauce where they would go, that's Italian. Now that's Italian. What was that, Bill? Do you remember? That's Italian. Um, I believe too, but don't hold me to what that. Was it? I what believe was it? it was ragu. Oh, God. That's an affair. Yeah, I think he's right. Now that's Italian. By the way, uh, Titans Bill got a, he's one of the only two that got a pick right. In the contest we did last week, he got Hooker to the Lions. He nailed it. Bill, I'm going to give you a gift card to our friends at Alumni Hall. Twenty-five dollar gift card. Okay. Will you t- will you accept? I uh, yes, I'll accept it. Who was the other one, Brian? I- I'll give them both. That would have been in good faith. That would have been Polly. That would have been Polly Joe. I don't want to give that Darnell Wright going no, to his Chicago I Bears. Want, I don't want to give that clown a gift card. Bill, can I just give you $50 in gift cards for you and Polly Joe? Would you accept on behalf of him? Yeah, I'll accept it. All right. What do you think of Polly Joe as a caller, Bill? I, 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 consider, I consider George a good friend. What do you think of Lamb Weirdo? Uh, you know something, Tony? There's two teams from the, the the state that you're originally from that had good drafts. Your team, the Eagles, and his Pittsburgh Steelers. I would give your Eagles an A, and I would definitely give Lamb Weirdo Steelers an A. Well, I'm smarting, Bill, because my Stars lost to the Maulers over the weekend. They got mauled by the Maulers. And, Bill, you're out of here. Let's get our next call in. Hello, did, uh, welcome. Did Birmingham win, Tom? No, they got beat. Steins got beat oh, by dang. New Orleans. Hello and welcome into our next call. What is going on, fellas? 
Lee, walk me inside this. First of all, confirm nor deny this. Were you inside the Ohio border in the last 48 to 72 hours? <laughs> uh, no, I, I haven't been to Ohio in a while. I was definitely not in Ohio betting on Alabama baseball. What are the handles on these Southeastern Conference baseball games? Any idea? It, it's it's not something that I bet, so I mean I can't tell you exactly, but they're they're smaller limits on college baseball. They've probably gone up than what they've been in the past because it has gotten more popular, but uh, that's still compared to like you know even major league baseball or obviously football or something. It's there's much smaller limits. Something bet inside of a state limit versus offshore. A lot of times, offshore betting the limits are higher. What would you say in the state of Ohio the limits were on a bet? Uh, and could it have been that several bets were placed on Alabama, which is what triggered the deal? What, what, what do you think happened? Yeah, I, I did see the story. I mean, if I had to guess, I would say probably a $1,000 would be the most you could get down on a, a college baseball game pre-flop. Uh, I mean, I could be wrong, but it's not much more than that. I mean, if I had to guess what happened was, because I, I believe I read where Alabama's starting pitcher was scratched before the game. Yes. If I had to if I had to guess, it was the Friday night game. If I had to guess, they probably got hit with a whole lot of LSU action that was way out of the normal. And then somebody, <laughs> and then obviously Alabama's pitchers get scratched before the line moves, so... I'm willing to bet that they're, they're they're thinking that somebody that had knowledge of that, the pitcher getting scratched, reached out to a few folks, and they got some money down that was way outside of the norm. Obviously, and, yeah, because what you're looking for is you're looking for normal better betting patterns. And so the way it could have gone is one person got some knowledge from others, and said, "Hey, you know what? Because I understand that LSU was a was a high dollar favorite, so you'd have had to bet a lot of money, uh, you know, to to make the bet make sense. You would have had to probably put down a pretty decent chunk of change, and it could be that several people did it. That would make sense, Lee, because that that's how they catch other people in other sports. Is these people in these well, that's how Donahue got caught in the NBA." betting through the syndicates took his information and, and, and gambled. Yeah, I think I read where they were something like minus 245 yeah. going, into the, going into the game. So I, I would imagine, yeah, they probably got hit pretty hard with a whole lot of LSU money right before game time. Um, and then it was announced the pitcher was out. So they're probably worried that somebody's got some kind of information or something. And My guess is that's all it is. It could be something else. I mean, it could be something more nefarious. Uh, you know that who knows but i'm willing to bet that's probably all it is and that it's that's actually one of the good things i think about all of, with sports betting becoming legal is that these things can once it becomes legal you're going to have regulatory agencies involved that are going to be able to monitor these things and they're going to be able to find out really quick if something's going on like it like you hear a lot of politicians talk about well we don't want it or they'll they'll bad talk sports betting because they think something back and happened. like the good thing about legalizing it is, is that these things get caught really really quick <laughs> like it, 
you, you can't, you're not going to pull, pull fast ones on these books. I mean, they're going to do exactly what happened in Ohio. They're going to pull the games off. Like, so. What I think is really interesting, too. That's how it was. Well, what I think is really, compared to when I was growing up, betting is so normal. Gambling is so normalized now. Poker tournaments are on television. It used to be something that, you know, CD folks did. Now everybody does it. Um, a card game used to be friends getting together and sitting around a table, and to some extent that still goes on. But now there's so much casino gambling, there's online gambling, there's any, every kind of gambling, and it's just become nor- more normalized. I, I've, I'm of the belief that these college sports particularly that we see are prone to the athletes themselves uh, getting involved in the action, gambling through friends, what have you. There's no telling how much of what we see in college sports, Lee. Um, I'm not saying that it's not on the level, but how many of these participants are actually gambling on these games that they're playing? I, I bet you that number is extremely high. There's some, but then again, like I said, with if they're betting through like the Fanduels and, and bad MGMs of the world, they're gonna get caught. I mean, that they know who's putting wagers down. Like, I mean, you can do it through friends, I guess, and I'm, I'm sure that does go on. But um, they're pretty good at tracking this stuff. It's hard to it's hard to get them over. I mean, it's you know, it, it doesn't wouldn't shock me. I mean, I, if those kids yeah. are doing it, but I mean, but they're doing it through somebody else. They're not doing it on their own name. Because um, they'll catch you. <laughs> they know who's putting every dollar into every game. I mean, and they profile every better that comes through, that signs up, that has an account, and and, and all that stuff. So, well, but, we, yeah, I mean, it's an interesting story. I'm interested to see what happens. Like, what yeah. what was the cause of it? If that if that's all that it was. Well, they. I, I have a bet. That's all it was. Do you expect they'll publish it, Lee? Will they Will they leak that out, or will they tamp this thing down? I'm sure they will. I mean, it's a state. It's a state regulatory agency. I mean, yeah. I'm sure if somebody requested why they would have. There was some kind of law that's going to have to make them reveal why. You know, I mean, because it involves state tax dollars and all that kind of stuff. I would assume that's the case. What do you make of the state of Tennessee now going after handles instead of winnings for gamblers? It's, it, it, yeah, it's going to be virtually impossible to make money in Tennessee. It's going to draw people back to uh, local bookies, offshore books. Um, because you're not going to be able to make money. I mean, if you've got to lay 130 instead of 110, you, you can't make money unless you're the best better that's ever existed on the planet. I mean, it's going to be impossible. I mean, they're, it's just greed from the from the state. Because I think what they were doing before is they were taxing like 10% of the handle or yeah, 10% the of the hold, the winning. which is different yeah. from the handle. Right. Um, so now they're going to start taxing the, the actual handle on every dollar that goes in. So, yeah, it's, it's just greed, and it's going to make it impossible for – the, the, the books are going to have to pass it on to to the customers. Does it pass? Uh, they want to make do, you, money. do you think it passes, Lee? Yeah, I imagine it will. I mean, it. I, I would hope it's. I doubt. I don't know how many people are calling about it, but you know, I hope it doesn't. Because, like I said, it's it's. There's no way you can make money. I mean, the average, like the average Joe that that just wants to get down, you know, twenty bucks on a parlay every Sunday with the NFL doesn't. It doesn't matter to them, and and that's cool. I mean, they but. To anybody that actually wants to actual make money doing this, you're not going to make money if you've got to lay 120 or 130 instead of 110. It's already hard enough at 110. <laughs> I mean, they already have an advantage over you, so you're not going to make money if you've got to, you know, with that kind of stuff going on. So I just think it's just greed by the state trying to make more money. I mean, they made like 
don't know, was it three hundred million dollars last year? I guess they want more. So Tennessee Lee, thank you, brother. It's never enough. Hey, hey Tom. Yo. Hey Tom. Hey, can I say, talk about? I was going to say about this draft real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, the Levis pick. I'm gonna, listen. I hate the Levis pick. I think it was retarded to trade picks to give up draft equity to get to get the kid. That being said, if you're the Titans, you better start him from day one and figure out what you have. Okay, maybe he's worth something, and he, you can build around him, and he can do something. I don't think that's the case, but you have to start him from day one and see. And if he doesn't work out, then you go out next year. You have to draft another quarterback. You have to keep trying until you get it right. You know, as far as the rest of the picks that go for them, like the Tajay Spears pick, I actually don't mind. Like, I know the kids had knee surgeries, but how many teams have have drafted a running back and then re-signed them on that second contract outside of, like, Derrick Henry in the last 10 years? Just get whatever you can get out of him for a couple of years, let him hit a few home runs, because he is a legit threat with the ball. That's a tie. And that's something that they need. That's you know, a tie. Let the kid go. You know, so, I mean, it's I don't have a problem with him because they needed playmakers, and that kid's pretty electric. You know, if he breaks down, he breaks down. That's what it is. You dropped a, he's a third-round pick on him. Um, I've heard people talk about the wide receivers. This thing about the wide receivers, unless you, unless you drafted a wide receiver in, like, the first or second round, it really doesn't matter after that. All those guys are a dime a dozen. Like, every receiver drafted in the third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh round, they're no different from any NFL free agent wide receiver that's out on the market. I mean, so if you didn't get one of the top-notch wide receivers in the draft, I didn't have a problem with them skipping over it because you can pick up an NFL free agent wide receiver that's just as good as anybody else that could have drafted. Um, I mean, that's just the way I look at it. I mean, overall, I don't like the draft because it's Skaronsky and Levis, and I don't think that does anything to help your franchise. Amen. But, but, but maybe I'm wrong. Like I said, I mean, you never know with these drafts until a few years down the road. you got to see how they pan out. As far as next year, exactly zero markets in, in moved because of the NFL draft. Nobody's win totals went up or down. Nobody's Super Bowl odds went up or down. The only team that drained that that, that, that gained any sort of future equity in the Say market it. for next year over Say this weekend was Baltimore because they re-signed Lamar Jackson. Like that that had more impact than any than any draft pick any team made. Now the Eagles their, their odds went down because everybody started jumping on the Eagles because they love the Eagles right now. A plus and plus they plus plus. I mean, they, they they killed it. So. A plus 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 Your plus. Eagles, that's right. Well, the DeAndre Swift signing was good too. You got oh, like a million dollars. A million dollars. Yeah. So. Thank you, Lee. Good talking to you. You're my man. I love the pa- I love the passion. He did a face turn for the Titans, which I'm for. I'm for the face turns. That's what we do here. We're for serving you, the living. In fact, let's get some more calls in. Let's do that as we continue. the The baseball thing, the the, the gambling on the college baseball. You talk about something I didn't think we'd see on our Cinco card this week on our Cinco card. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram thanks St. Jude Children's Hospital for their admirable work. We are committing to their cause of providing quality care to families in need at no cost to them by donating $150 for every new vehicle sold. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram is proud to partner with St. Jude for the fourth consecutive year. If you are currently in the market for a new vehicle, visit the team in-store or shop online at Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia.net to help families protect what matters most. You can count on us. 
Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Hey, this is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager of Columbia Ace Hardware. Spring is here and we are ready. We carry a full line of steel, echo, and chandala yard equipment. We also have a great selection of grass seed, fertilizer, and garden supplies. With the most knowledgeable sales staff in Southern Middle Tennessee, come check us out at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard, Columbia, Tennessee. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. 
Coach, baseball is back, and WKRM 103.7 is excited to bring you coverage and sponsorship options for this 2023 season. That's right, Taff, and this year our advertising partners had the option to sponsor our live Little League coverage, Atlanta Braves coverage, or a combo package that carry both of them. This area loves baseball, and what a great way to support the community by helping us bring coverage of our Little League, but also taking a moment to promote local businesses. People are crazy about the Atlanta Braves. Whoa, 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 There's something special and timeless about baseball radio broadcast. There sure is. So visit Front Porch Radio TN and click on the blue Advertise With Us button for more information about how your company can sponsor baseball of all kinds this season with WKRM. Each week on History's Hook, we'll be bringing you interesting and informative stories from the past in an effort to connect the history in our own backyard to the big events that compose national and world history. I'm your host, Tom Price. This is not your high school history class. We're going to make history fun and compelling. We're going to get you hooked. History's Hook with your host, Tom Price, Saturdays at 9 a.m. and 6 p.m., right here on WKOM 101.7 FM Front Porch Radio. Join us for a journey through time. All right. Welcome back, everybody. This is T. Willie. It is that time of week. I've got Miles Johnson on the phone from Foodland. What kind of specials do we got this week? Uh, well, we have two sales going on at the moment. Uh, we have one that runs all week, and that has whole ribeyes for five ninety nine a pound, ribeye steaks uh, six ninety nine a pound, fresh corn on the cob, two ears for a dollar, bushes baked beans, two for five, and Coca-Cola six packs, three for ten, all sorts of stuff. I tell you, people need to come on by. You can get out and do a little grilling this weekend with some of that great stuff. So, Miles, thank you as always. And you guys are open seven days a week, obviously 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. right there on West 7th Street near the post office. So everybody needs to come on by. And uh, and as I always tell you, your staff is so friendly and so helpful. If there's something you don't see, uh, ask somebody there, and uh, they'll even get a hold of Miles for you, right? Yes, that's right. Okay, Miles, you have a great weekend, and, uh, and we'll catch up with you next week, okay? All righty, thank you. Thank you. The NASCAR Cup Series. Here they come. Green flag is in the air. Kicks off a monster month of May. We've got a car in the wall. Obama gets turned in the face of the field. Truex gets clobbered. Holman Digger gets clobbered. At Kansas Speedway. He was out front when the caution flag flew. And Kyle Busch has scored the win. It's the Advent Health 400. Sunday, May 7th at 1 p.m. on WKOM 101.7 FM. Have you noticed bad behavior has become normalized at interscholastic athletic events? Some fans seem angry. They lack civility toward one another. Some even get aggressive and unruly. Time out! What is going on? This has to stop. Let's not forget, school sports aren't just about winning. And they're definitely not an excuse to take your frustrations out on the official or the opponent. They're about teaching lessons like perseverance, respect, and empathy so students can learn and grow as people, not just as players. We all have a role to play in setting a good example for our students and teaching them these important values. So fans, it's time to step up your game and behave positively at Interscholastic Athletic Events in Tennessee. This message presented by the TSSAA and the Tennessee Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association.
This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. TB back with you, 865-200-5402. I want to pledge, I'll pledge a dime tonight to the Runathon because, Matt, if uh, Wofford gets on base tonight, they're going to run, yes or no? Uh, yes, fourth nationally in stolen bases, what? and they they get on base a lot. They're fifth in batting average and on base percentage. A quarter. I'm gonna pledge a quarter for every stolen base tonight, Matt. How much am I gonna owe? Uh, you'll probably be able to get a drink or two over there. My gosh, what do you think the number is tonight? If they get on base, the way they run. Give me a – if you and I were setting a, a total – now, granted, there's no – like we talked about with college baseball, there are no prop bets. But if you were going to put a prop line out there for tonight's game, six, five and a half steals for Wofford tonight, what's the number, Matt? Because anybody that gets on uh, – Yeah, I'd, I'd, put, I'd put it at four and a half, uh, be a little conservative, because I'd, I think with, with Tennessee changing pitchers as often as they do in midweek games, it'll take – well, for a batter or two before they can decide to send the guy. Matt, you know I'm a Tony Valls guy, and I love Frank Anderson. But I'm not going to sit on here and not call an ace and ace and a spay a spay. And in the spirit of Bob Bark, remember, have your pet spayed or neutered. Now, that said, the surrendering of um, bases... And just letting everybody run with impunity is just silly. It's silly. Yeah, I don't agree with it. Um, we talked about it a lot last year. Um, and, you know, last year's team could afford to do that and, and get away with it, with how many runs they were scoring and how well their pitchers were pitching. Uh, this year, not so much. Um you know, it t- takes away a lot of double play opportunities as well, uh, and it's 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 just so frustrating to see um, whenever a guy get whether it's a walk or or even just a single in, in three pitches there at second base, um, we're really without even being challenged. So, um, but that that's their philosophy, and, and that's that's what Frank Anderson and and, and Tony Vitello have decided to do, and, and they're very successful um, coaches. So. No, but I, I do think it, I, I wonder if they ever eventually, you know, change that at all, or if they're just kind of stuck to it. So we're heading for a TLD logistics overdrive overtime, no doubt about it. We've got calls on hold. Let's get to them. Eight six five two hundred five four zero two. Let's get our next call in. Hello and welcome into our next call, and be on the lookout for Matt Dixon's TLD logistics short porch. Which may be published after tonight's game. Hello and welcome in. Hey, Brian, Tony, and Matt. Hey, welcome in. Hey, a uh, quick question. Uh, kind of a, my wife and I got into the college baseball uh, about two years ago and hadn't missed a game yet. Uh, got tickets to Omaha last year, refundable, but got them, and then we've got them again this year. Still hoping they're coming back around, but yep. but we. Uh, we watch every game. My wife the other day or a couple of weeks ago was like, this is maybe a question for Matt or maybe if uh, when Coach Fatello comes back on, but it's, he's, he takes that like athletic tape that you that you used to get your 
ankles taped. You get your ankles taped before basketball, football games, and there's puts three pieces of that on right in front of where he's standing in the dugout. And she said that, and I was like, I don't think that's him or whatever. But the other day they showed it on, or just happened to be showing the dugout, and he was actually putting it out there. And I was just curious what, what that was for. Today while I was waiting and thinking, I was like, well, maybe that's so the uh, infielders and pitchers can see where he actually is standing better, you know, when they glance over there. But I didn't know if any of y'all ever caught that or had any idea why he would he puts like three little stripes, kind of like Adidas stripes, but they're they're straight, you know, across the railing there. Matt, any idea on the three piece of tape? Yeah, it, it, it's actually a, it signs for for Elander at third base. Um, I, I'm not, I'm sure they probably change it up throughout the season, but no, it's it's to give give uh, runners on you know signs. Um, and I think they might use it for the field too, some, although not not as much. But yeah, it's for for base running purposes and and things like that. Okay, great. So it's like Morse code with the tape yep. or signals. Yeah, yeah. Right. So it it is real. I mean, and it's a real thing. So yeah, you're you're yeah very observant there. And your wife's very astute, yeah. man. She's very astute to catch that, you know. Well, she's always looking where Tony Vitello is, you know. So. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> We we really do love it, enjoy it. It's great. Don't don't like Major League Baseball, but can't get enough of the college. Even even watching the other teams and looking at the records. And I was hoping Vandy would lose. Uh, I guess Sundays. I was like, we're only four games back, and blah blah blah. So anyway, we love you all. Been listening to it a long time, and we hope you all have a great day. Hey, thank you, brother. And it's uh, it's fun to follow. I never thought I'd like college baseball. I watch college baseball a lot myself. ESPN Plus for the midweek games is really terrific. Uh, for those of us who don't get a chance to get over, um, tonight Matt will be there. Brian will be there as well. So uh, Matt's done a great job with his coverage this year. I'm brag on him. Podcast has been great. The Evan Russell stuff on Mondays has been terrific. And Matt, a couple weeks back I was thinking, boy, I, I don't know how Evan's going to take it when we start talking Braves baseball because I, I I thought this Tennessee team is just dunzo going to that Vandy series. I thought, man, these guys are going to lose two out of three and they are going to be dunzo. And look at it now. Yeah, that that was the series you had the you had to turn it around and they've done more than that. They've just kind of shot off like a like a rocket ship since that Tennessee Tech game. So. And most people that do what I do would never admit that to you. They just wouldn't. But I'm, I'm, I am, I am who I am, and that's who I am. Uh, for better or for worse. Yeah, you, you were already punting the next year, wanting to play younger guys. Yep. And ironically enough, of, it was the younger guys that led them at. Yeah, he, he was. Uh, he mentioned Kentucky Vandy. You know, uh, just. I guess before the Bandy series, Tennessee was five games behind Kentucky, and now they're tied with them. As Kentucky's lost five to six, while the Vols have won six yep. straight. That Kentucky team, I mean, look. That's, I that's, expect Tennessee will pass them in the standings, maybe before they even play them. That Kentucky team's a great story, that they've gotten to where they are. That's a great story. Back to the phones we go. But uh, Tennessee's got, you know, Tennessee's got a different class of club here. Come on. Let's go back to the phones, get our next call in. Hello, you are live on your Tony Basilio show on a Tuesday. Hey, Tony. Hey. How you doing? Uh, you know, Paul Titans Bill called in, and uh, 
I think he's supposed to be a teetotaler, but I think he must have been drinking something a lot stronger than coffee or Sunny D there. Now, why is that? <laughs> With his Levis take today. <laughs> uh, yeah, he, he, was, he was like levitating. He was really trying to talk himself into that. The guy was yeah. levitating over there in Titansville world. His cell phone even worked for the full uh, duration of his phone call to show you how much he was losing. You should bring Bill on when, with the Tillier and let them just go back and forth for the 30 minutes. That'd be quality radio. Yeah, well, you know, we could call like Bill, yeah. Bill Tillier. Uh, one of the things, and I know you're probably fishing going into the break, you'll hold me over, but uh, they, they uh, you know, he's talking about, you know, like you said, those selected two stats he pulled out of four years of college for a guy. But uh, and let's just we'll ignore the fact he didn't function in uh, college football games. But here's the thing, Don, the, the Titans – People get mad at me. The Titans took the guy because he's got a big league arm. And he's a big guy. That's why they took him. And and he's got better physical ability than Hendon Hooker. People say, well, you were just like uh